Whoa. It's a week of wrestling. I don't know what I'm doing starting these things sometimes. I'm just like, we're just starting it. Here it is. Matt's on the other side of the country. No, not even on the other side of the country. I'm in New Orleans. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm maybe eight hours from you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there was a bunch of wrestling this week. This past week, we had Slammiversary uh, a week ago Saturday. We had Money in the Bank. We had live crowd with live Raw. Um, we had we had an NXT. We had a taped NXT, which uh, which has some repercussions from Raw on that one. But let's uh, jump in. Let's let's talk about some Slammiversary. Let's because that was the least the farthest away. Uh, I I generally enjoyed the show. The thing, the the you know honestly, the, one of the highlights for me, Chris Saban versus Moose. This is not something that I would have put on the top of my list going into the show. Yeah, it, I'm I'm with you. I I got to say that was probably the best match of the show. Um, I think I think they they over teased on the the surprises, yeah. and it it led to some disappointments yeah. here and there. Um, good to see that uh, Chelsea Green is healthy. Um, but yeah, Moose yeah. and Chris Saban put on a clinic. That was that was just an excellent match. And they showed that if if a roll up is done the right way, it actually could be like, oh, this is a a good acceptable ending. Especially because Moose is just such an imposing dude, and Chris Saban's such a small, uh, uh, much smaller guy. Like that actually makes sense. It makes sense, like how um, the one two three kid rolled up Scott Hall or I'm um, sorry, Razor Ramon on that raw and to, to, to basically create that, that, that guy's whole career, Sean Waltman's whole career. So a roll, roll up done the right way. can do it. It's just like this WWE's over-reliance on it. These past couple months has been ridiculous. The, the key so. to it is to not end four matches on a six match pay-per-view card with a roll. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh, um, other things that popped out for me the the Super Canadian Destroyer. Uh, oh, that that in was that nuts. Ultimate X match. Yeah, yeah, and it just in general, PD Williams, the the innovator of the Canadian Destroyer, like when he does it, like I get it, I understand who it's affecting. Like while like so half the time when I see people do Canadian Destroyers, like who's this supposed to be hurting? Like I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> So, so yeah. yeah. What else jumped out for you? Um, the crowd pop that No Way Jose got, uh, I think, was was the most mm. surprising part of the show to me. Um, I mean, he's he's fun, um, but that place, even though it looked like a bingo hall with like eighty five people in it, that place got loud as shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was a little, a, a little shocked at, at how big of a pop he got. Yeah. I think it's, it's a, it is a little interesting with that. Like, I think maybe also it's the fact that there weren't as many surprises as we thought. I think if we had, you know, in an alternate universe, we had Samoa Joe, we had like Daniel Bryan, <laughs> these people showing up on impact on Slammiversary, like no way Jose would have gotten like a nice little like golf clap. And that would have been about it. But like on this show, it was like, yeah, like the, he was one of the legitimate, like actual surprises um, on the show. So kind of makes sense. Uh, we had Omega retain 
which, you know, I think we kind of predicted is like, oh, maybe now's the time where he starts losing it. And maybe there's there, there's a, some cracks in the armor. But maybe at this point, maybe it's actually Hangman taking that uh, AEW championship off of him. And then he starts losing everything else. But I don't know. I don't know what this timeline is. Yeah, I, I'm not sure either. Um, I mean, I know that that All Out is... It, it, it's kind of hailed as like their WrestleMania. But truth be told, like, what's the one in February? Um, um, Revolution? No, it's not. No, Full Gear. Full Gear cards each time are oh, like yeah. fucking awesome. Like... I almost think they put a little more effort into like they go a little overboard with with all out. And honestly, you know, full gear is is always the best show. Um, I mean, you got that that unsanctioned barbed wire hell match between uh, Moxley and Omega (laughs) going through signs and, and bed frames wrapped in barbed wire and just all that nut shit. I mean, it. I don't. And it may just be me hanging on rumors, but I don't know how you you start shelling out money for uh, both Punk and Daniel Bryan, and they're not in the the big highlight spot at All Out. Um, that's a whole lot yeah. of fucking money. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's another story this week is the fact that we probably it looks like it's a done deal. And like Omega's having interviews where he's basically someone was asking him, was like, oh, what would it be like to uh, to wrestle them? And he was like, he throws in like, a, oh, maybe they're coming to AEW at the very end. Like he, he's already talking about it like it's matter of fact. And he just throws in like, oh, well, if it happens, yeah. maybe. And like, no, he already and he's already the, kind the of young bucks slip. update their Twitter bio that just so. says, I, if the rumors are true, I hope they like eating yeah. our finisher. <laughs> so, I mean, it. I'm honestly, I like, you know, the way they've built hangman where he's kind of like, everything's going his way, going his way. And then he he ends up down and out. Like, I think the idea somebody steps in and takes his spot and sends him into another spiral. I think it could just build more long form. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily know that you want him to, face anybody other than omega for that belt but at the same time i like i mean that the the best stories they've told um like more long form have been everything's going great for hangman and then it tanks and then everything's going great and it tanks again (laughs) like that's been the best part um so I, i i don't know i don't know at this point i i love how up in the air everything feels um it's you know, yeah. I, I certainly love how up in the air it feels compared to uh, knowing Bobby Lashley hopefully is going to thrash Goldberg at SummerSlam. Uh, I mean, I want him to beat his ass worse than he did Kofi. What a what a great segue. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Uh, what a great segue. So we got money in the bank that happened uh on sunday uh overall again also a really great you got a hot crowd and overall a great show and you know those with two money in the bank matches really delivered and was really the right way to go they didn't figure out a way to do a roll up in the money in the bank ladder match so i'm happy um a giant seat uh, but biggie and nikki a giant cgi <laughs> lily didn't 
didn't pull what? the briefcase down and give it to Alexa Bliss. So, I mean, really <laughs> anything was, was fine in that match as long as that wasn't the ending. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we I mean yeah. we got the we got the two crowd favorites. What did what did you think about the uh the main title match, the that edge um Roman Reigns? I I don't know. I mean I, I know the point was to let them have a match, but to inevitably get to a non-title affair between Rollins and Edge. Um so they that served its purpose. Um I don't necessarily know that it did anything to help the the whole Roman being the the unstoppable force that he is. Um that he he tapped while the the ref was down, um, or that he needed Rollins's help to retain. Um unless there's you know, they're they're gonna shoot for a edge getting a rematch at Survivor series or maybe getting one at Royal Rumble. Um but I, I don't know. I, I thought that it, it, it was a weird, a weird way to do it. Um, yeah. I mean, have Roman come out on top. I mean, not necessarily clean, but clean enough where he stays the, the unstoppable force that you're building to your marquee Cena, Balor, the rock at WrestleMania, if they're going to pull that shit off. Um, I, I, I thought it, it lessened his like unstoppable feel. But um, it definitely started the Rollins Edge thing on the right foot. Yeah, yeah. I, I again, I enjoyed this whole pay per view. Only thing I kind of just spaced out on is is the that tag match, the Omos and AJ versus uh, the I can't remember what we're calling the Viking Raiders. Va- the, Raiders uh, is that what we're still calling yeah, them? The Viking Raiders. The, no, are they? Are they the Viking Raiders again, or have we? Are we sticking with the Viking Experience? I can't. I can't remember. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> I hope it's it's Viking Raiders. Uh, but yeah, I can't remember either. Yeah, that that uh, match was kind of the breather, um, which is wild to say for an AJ Styles match. Um, yeah. Do you have a do you have a, a favorite match on the card? Hmm. Um. You know, I, I'm just gonna have to say I love the the Money in the Bank ladder match just in general. Like, uh, and and in this case, although I loved Nikki Ash winning or Nikki Ash, whatever you want to call her, um, I liked. I really love seeing Biggie pull that briefcase down. I I really hope they don't like screw that up with his cash in, but the the joy that everyone got like in that arena that I know that I felt watching in my hotel room here in, in New Orleans that that uh, everybody else did. I, you know, it, it was the right call, and it was just, like, a great moment. Um, and I hope he actually gets to, like, follow through on that, and it's not just some kind of, like, bullshit, like, you know, he challenges and loses in three seconds or something like that. Like, that would, that would be really yeah. disappointing. But, you know, he's friends with Kofi, and Kofi can, tends to get... <laughs> Yeah, that seems to happen to Kofi, so maybe I, that'll rub off on him. Who knows? I have to believe that Kofi taking so. that immense beating was to set the stage for Big E to show up on Raw to challenge Bobby Lashley. Um, I I think Big E Bobby Lashley is a marquee yeah. match 
like more with more emotional investment than anything they're ever going to get out of Goldberg ever. Um, I mean, Randy Orton could literally like burn Goldberg's house down with his family yeah. in it. And I still don't think that match would have any emotional attachment. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't get it, but uh, I, I've got to believe that Kofi taking that immense beating was build up Bobby Lashley as just, He's done with the bullshit and to set the stage for Big E to come in and cash in on him uh, like the, the the big brother of the new day that he is. Um, it, I, I, it's got to be. That's <laughs> that's the only justification I can get for how dirty they did Kofi. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, did you have a favorite match then? Is there anything that stuck out for you? Charlotte and Rhea Ripley absolutely tore it down in spite of the fact that that crowd was absolutely awful to them. That's true. Um, I mean, the first 20 minutes of that 20 minutes of that match, all they were doing was chanting for Becky and like booing. And I don't blame Charlotte for like (laughs) giving the whole audience the (laughs) finger. Uh, it built her. It gave it gave her more heel cred than any of the the shit with the crutch that she was doing on Raw. Um, but they, I mean, they they crushed it. And I hate these crowds. That look, I I want Becky back as much as anybody, but Charlotte Flair is amazing. She's she's the female John Cena, man. Just I know it sucks that she gets booked into everything. I know it does, but she's just fucking good. Just accept it. Like you ended up doing with John Cena anyway, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you've done with Roman Reigns. Now just take it. I, we're going to get to Becky Charlotte. You're going to love it. It's going to be amazing. Just let them naturally get there. They're working on it. Um, but let, Jesus Christ, let these people do their jobs without making them feel less than like it's it's nuts. A, a similar question. So if we get if, if if there's a scenario where we get CM Punk in AEW, what happens in WWE to those CM Punk chants? Do they just go away? Do they finally just stop? No, they're never going <laughs> away. I, I think that anytime you see anybody remotely. uh connected to the authority you're gonna get like a you lost punk chant or some shit like that um it they're never going away they're the most irritating chant in wrestling and they're never going away <laughs> that's probably a good point then um let's uh, let's move on over to raw we we had goldberg uh challenge bobby lashley for the championship at SummerSlam. we're probably getting that i mean we're definitely getting that i'm they're not just going to pay Goldberg to show up to tease that he was going to challenge. He's going to challenge. Um, but we also had uh, carrying cross uh, versus Jeff Hardy with uh, his no more words theme song coming back. You know, Jeff Hardy, who's been on main event, basically, you know, an enhancement guy for a while. And now all of a sudden carrying cross is there and uh, carrying cross takes a loss. 
and he didn't look good in it either. His first. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't look good in that loss either. It's not yeah. like, a, oh, like he got some good stuff in. It's like, nope, no, there's no Scarlet. There's no, no, no nothing. Uh, and it wasn't just Jeff Hardy pinning Karrion Cross. It was Jeff Hardy pinning NXT. That's really what it was. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, they, they set Karrion Cross up to fail. Weird, weird choppy moment here. Uh, my computer hit a critical error and restarted. But Karrion Cross, I mean, they, they, they literally, they took everything that makes him good away. Um, he didn't get to show out. You know, you, you like Kevin Owens showing up on Raw to challenge John Cena, open challenge kind of shit. Uh, I know Jeff Hardy's theme song got him a pop, but Jeff Hardy can take a loss. Yeah. You're your top guy in NXT cannot right now. Um, it, it sullied everything going on down there. Yeah. So. It also kind of just killed for me, like the thought that, Oh, NXT is going to go on the road. They're going to get in front of some different crowds. They're going to get some, which is what NXT needs. But I think like this was saying, it's like, no NXT, you know, your place and your place is at the Capitol wrestling center or slash, you know, performance center or full sale and like that's it so um i don't know incredibly disappointing because they, they desperately need to get on the road and it, like they had to they did a taping uh for an nxt episode i guess the one they're not going to do live and they had to reshoot um carrying across a segment because they kept on chanting for jeff hardy um being real dicks about it uh which I don't know, man. It's not a good week to be carrying cross. I don't think so, uh, you know, at this point. So, um, but what are you going to do? I guess, uh, we had, um, dynamite kind of just was, was there anything? Do you, you watch NXT this week? Was there anything that popped up on that show? The show that happened this week, Austin theory and Kyle O'Reilly had an excellent match. Um, I accidentally read spoilers for the the next taped episode, so I'm trying to make sure I don't jump ahead of myself. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, uh, Zia Lee, Zia Lee took a loss oh. um, in her championship opportunity, which uh, surprised the the living shit out of me. Um, so I I guess they're gonna they're gonna really push Raquel Gonzalez as a monster. Um, I, I'm excited about that. She's she went from like, you know, just standing behind Dakota Kai to like be, being one of the coolest things on NXT. So that was awesome. Um, uh, Eli, yeah, I was gonna say Eli Drake. La Knight um, <laughs> made uh, Cameron Grimes punch Drake Maverick in the face. Um, so that happened. I guess we're gonna get a Drake Maverick feud. In, in this whole <laughs> triangle, uh, which I'm cool with. Use use Rockstar Spud uh, as much as you can because yeah. um, he's he's great, he's entertaining, and the crowd does love him, uh, which is good. Uh, yeah, I think that was I think that was pretty much it. I know I know Hit Row got some time that was not in the Hulu version, um, but it, it I, they don't do anything with that damn build anymore. Yeah. Um, well, let's jump over to dynamite. You know, honestly, I, you know, like I watched the show. I really enjoyed the show. Um, the thing, you know, that I can't not, the only thing that really sticks out when I'm trying to remember about the show now though, is 
MJF's announcement at the uh, end of the first labor of Jericho. Uh, so so Jericho did defeat um, the chairman, um, the chairman, the chairman. I don't know. Um, the guy that's really sexually attracted to chairs. Um, and uh, he, you know, totally tried to kind of like distract and stuff like that. And Sammy, Sammy Guevara came out and just, you know, pulled totally away, like not even a real like help. Um, but to put, as punishment for that, uh, now Jericho can have no one else show up um, in in the next labors or the following labors. And his next one is going to be a no DQ champ uh, uh, match versus uh, MDK all day, Nick Gage, which is uh, really surprising to me. But he here he is. Here he is there. And uh, you're going to go see that match live. <laughs> but thankfully not in the front yeah. row and at least against someone that uh, actually knows how to maybe do this shit instead of like David Arquette. <laughs> Yeah, I I, I kind of swore that I'd never go to another Nick Gage match, and then I got cornered. Um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that the Painmaker uh, is is ready for this because um, I don't want to see him die. Um, yeah, I, I was I was kind of shocked. You know, I I I didn't I didn't think a major company was going to bite off on Nick Ga- Nick Gage at any point. Um, Maybe Tony Khan confused him for Nick Cage like uh, David Arquette did. Uh, uh. <laughs> but I'm, I don't know. I don't, it, it, it's surprising to me. It, it became increasingly more surprising last night uh, as Nick Gage had a championship match at Game Changer. Yeah. Because I was thinking, so I was thinking, you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, maybe not, maybe not, um, uh, you know, I was thinking, it's like, oh, Nick Gage is going to his, he's got a championship match on Saturday night. He's going to uh, retain. And then maybe Matt Cordona is going to show up on dynamite to like get some revenge or something from, from, from the match or something like that. Like that's something that the dynamite crowd would be like for. And technically that would help Jericho, but it's not one of Jericho. It's not an inner circle guy. So that would help out. And maybe Matt Cordona still shows up, but Matt Cordona, has that GCW World Championship, which uh, that crowd, man, you gotta uh, maybe I'll, I'll just actually just link to it in the show notes because that crowd, uh, it's like Hogan being the third man, uh, NWO uh, stuff, man. Like they're throwing so many, so many things in the ring. Some, you know, old guard in the uh, wrestling community are calling this disgraceful and looks bad for the business, but. I don't know. I think I think I think GCW knows what they're doing, and they knew. I think Matt Cordona knew, and GCW knew. It was like this could get real bad when he wins, uh, and they were right. Uh, but I think they've got a good plan there, and I don't know. I think it's intriguing. I, I that they've got Matt Cordona on the top. Um, it, he he definitely has electric. Uh, I mean, like surface of the sun level yeah. heat, <laughs> um, but. I I mean, from what I watched, like dude was covered in blood. Yeah. Like he didn't hold back. It's not like they they pussyfooted around like him having a game changer championship match with Nick Gage. Like he did not leave there without taking his bumps. Um, I mean, just watching him hit the Rough Rider onto the pieces of the light tubes that he had already done look gruesome. Yeah. 
so, I mean, he, it's not like he didn't put everything into it. It wasn't just a gimmick to sell his fucking podcast. Like he, he, he gave it his all. So I got to give him props. Uh, and then he ate like nine beer bottles to the side of the head. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and you know, you know that what this is inevitably going to happen is it's going to be Nick Gage is going to get his rematch. So it's like, not only yeah. does Matt Cornell sign up for one match, but he signed up for at least one more match with Nick Gage where he's going to get like cut the fuck up. So like, you know, it, it, it's not going to be all like sunshine and rainbows in this, 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 this title reign. So. And I mean, it's brilliant. Yeah. All you like, literally if he shows up on dynamite, distracts Nick Gage. So Jericho gets through the labor, just him showing up alone that like the AEW crowd might actually buy a game changer pay-per-view. Yeah. Like, and shit, I'm not out here buying those things, but that's intriguing to me now. Yeah. So, I mean, shit, put, put the belt on him for a couple of weeks and then sell the shit out of your next pay-per-view, uh, to get into the black for the year. Um, now that you can actually like have larger crowds around. Yeah. Uh, that was the other thing too. They had almost the same size crowd as Slammiversary. <laughs> um, like it was pretty neck and neck. So I, I was a little shocked by that, that that many people were, uh, were in attendance to see light tubes explode and potential death. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's close out the show. We got, a. Uh... We got you got the fight for the fallen coming up, which you will be in attendance uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina at the Bojangles Coliseum, which sounds like the most ridiculous Coliseum ever. Um, but uh, we got that five versus five elimination match, which is a huge headline thing. Uh, we had uh, also on Dynamo, we actually had um, the Lance Archer versus um, versus Mox match and Mox lost that IWGP championship. So we have that. uh uh, against oh man, I'm gonna me- uh, gonna mess up his name. Hukuleo or something like that. I I don't know a, a Samoan looking Bullet Club member, which that wasn't wasn't Tomatonga. Which that stare down <laughs> at the end of Dynamite. That dude is huge. Like Lance Archer is huge, and the guy was bigger. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he that was that was shocking because yeah. I mean Lance Archer towers over most of the guys he gets in the ring with. So that that was surprising. So you got that match. You have uh, FTR versus um, Proud and Powerful, uh, Santana and Ortiz. I don't know if we're still saying Proud and Powerful at all, but you know whatever. Um, so you got that. Uh, there's probably a couple other good matches in there too, but those are the ones that that I can remember right now. Uh, it's, it seems like a really stacked card uh, for two hours, which is uh, going to be pretty nuts. But uh, you'll you'll be there, and it'll it'll be a good thing. And apparently Tony Khan's supposed to make an announcement about another pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know what that could be. Yeah, it's interesting because I thought they were going to stick to like kind of the the four that they that they were talking about. But maybe they're going to squeeze one more in. I don't know. But I, also- I mean, it, it makes sense. Instead of doing like 35 special editions of Dynamite, yeah. you might as well squeeze another, another moneymaker in there somewhere yeah. to... Uh, to bridge the gap uh, in in what you've just shelled out in payroll. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe the whole pay-per-view event is just like <laughs> live contract signing of Daniel Bryan and CM Punk and see if the see if anyone tunes in. Um, well, uh, so this also kind of a little little bit here. We're going to take a, uh, a short break. Um, this is the end of season two. Um, I don't we're going to end it at 29 episodes and not a e- nice even number. But, you know, whatever, whatever you're going to do, uh, we're going to be back. Uh, prior to SummerSlam, we'll actually be in the same room together while we'll be uh, at friend of the show's uh, Stephen Woodley's wedding. Um, we're gonna we're gonna squeeze in a couple of podcast episodes, but we'll be live in the room together um, instead of this this whole remote thing. So I got that looking forward to. So what is that like the twenty first? So a couple days before twenty first, we'll get a good season three started. So, but it's been a blast and. Uh, yeah, I'll, maybe at some point I'll figure out some ending catchphrase uh, to end the show with uh, between now and then. But uh, as of right now, I still don't have anything. What do you got, Matt? Like, subscribe, and ring the damn bell. <laughs> it's a bell, right? Yeah, I guess so. Which kind of makes sense yeah. with wrestling. Ring the damn bell. <laughs> it makes sense with wrestling anyway, so we'll go with it. All right. See you soon.